Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone, welcome to Red Men News. I'm Ross Challey, joined today by Errol Smith. We've practiced this just before. I'm going to go for high five in three, two, one. What's happening? High five. Terrible acting. <laughs> but it was worth it. Um, we're brought to you in association with The Athletic. Uh, there's a couple of days left to go on this, so we'll a, stop plugging it and put it in your face. Um, we'll just give you the opportunity to go and get it. If you do, uh, it's a seven-day free trial and 50% off your yearly subscription. We want your written content. There's loads going on at the minute, uh, despite there being no football on, but there's just lots to talk about. Um, a couple of retro things as well. I think James Pierce has done a piece on Luis Suarez goals uh, against Norwich, which is which is dead club. But we're going to start with Errol. Uh, we had a little chat about this just before we went live. Uh, Daniel Sturridge in the FA ban that is no longer a ban. Mr. Um, Spice Hughes, a good, good friend of the show, uh, said the decision to ban Daniel Sturridge for providing his brother with information about a potential transfer to Sofia in 2018 should have been one of the longest delivered by the FA in, since the formation of the Premier League. Uh, his punishment enforced at the start of March was four months. Um, considering the possibilities it traps on sport, the club he used, he used to represent, in real terms, that would have meant him missing 14 games, including a cup final. Um, basically, because of the coronavirus, Errol, um, he's not really missing any games. Um, I know in the context of things, this is this yeah. is pretty trivial, but it's a subject for debate and a, a topic and something we obviously we, we discussed before we went live. But what, what's your take on it? I, I, I know like you don't agree with the actual ban, so you just explain that first and foremost. But obviously, like there's the argument now of well, he's not missing any football. Is that just one of them because that's the way that the way that things have panned out and he's kind of got lucky? Or are you in the camp of? The FA are being a bit spineless, and you should go. Well, actually, you haven't missed any football. You've broken the rules, so therefore, when the, when when football's back, you should miss some games. Well, in 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 the first instance, I I agree that he should have been banned if he's broke any sort of rules in 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 any sort of way in terms of providing information to his family members and stuff. There should be a ban on that. What I didn't agree with in the first instance was the the length of the ban. Considering yeah. some of the other people, if you do check out the article, you'll see some other names that are in that article and some of their offences and the the length of their ban seem significant. Well, not significantly less, but they are less yeah. for something that I would personally consider on some of them to be, you know, some of them things that they did would have been considered a lot worse. However, I think he, he should be banned for a period of time and that should be around the football calendar year. So when the calendar year for football is active and it's taken place, then that's when your ban should take place. It shouldn't really matter that now there's a hiatus on the basis of Corona, in my opinion. 
if you're down enough storage, you start at home just thinking, shut up. <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> could have got away with that. You're gonna, you, you would be, wouldn't you? You are gonna think genuinely, yeah, I, I could have got away with this for the time being. I think it'll, you know, as you said, it's trivial, and we'll probably pick back up, or the someone will be responsible for for picking the issue back up in a couple of months' time. But for the time being, if you know, if if no one's saying nothing, just if Daniel's thing right now should be to just keep his mouth shut, keep his head down, and keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Um, moving on, um, something that kind of broke this morning, uh, or maybe even last night as I woke up. Um, UEFA and European leagues commit to finishing the 1920 season with voiding the campaign off the table as preparations are made for Champions League finals to be played behind closed doors. Uh, UEFA is set to hold a video conference call with European associations this week. There appears to be prevailing view that the current 1920 season should finish. Uh, there's issues over contracts, uh, players' contracts and transfer window, which will be discussed. Um but there are now uh, appears to be a very view that season could be finished before this next season begins and could see the Champions League final play behind closed doors. Uh, this is according to the Independent, so I've just read from the Daily Mail. Um, give us your views on this, Tom's behind the scenes in the comments, or we'll collect some of them at the end. Um, but this it's is good. Go it's good. It's good news, mate. It, it is. It's genuinely good news. The fact that I think that'll give players and clubs especially when they're trying to manage their finances in this time they'll be able to work out because i know somewhere in the article it was mentioning about the tv revenue and the rights for the games and they're losing a lot of money is they get they're being bled dry at the minute anyway so it'll give them a little bit of reassurance hopefully if this news is confirmed and it'll definitely give the players uh, and you know especially on all levels of football in terms of the prem and stuff it'll give them a little bit of peace of mind to know exactly where where they need to put their focuses you know you, they shouldn't be getting off going off wild now and thinking the season's over and you have to come back for pre-season they should know that they still need to be in you know peak physical condition to get ready to go whenever you know the fa pulls the plans together yeah and just from the, the independent article uh errol said uefa are working in two groups so you was talking to one of them there uh, yeah. to find solutions to the crisis one is the logistics um, mm -hmm. and the scene are going to carry on because the implications which we discussed last week and uh, i'm in danger of repeating myself of you know relegation promotion european spots and, and stuff like that uh, is one there's the financial side of it as well if you know <laughs> there's gonna be legal <laughs> battles probably if you choose to just completely void your thing um, yeah. so there's financial pressure that comes from broadcast contracts which you mentioned the potential loss of tens of millions and, and, and lack of matches. yeah yeah exactly all, sponsors, all all yeah absolutely they, um, they... go on carry on sorry but for liverpool <laughs> just from our point of view in a minute this is this is good news and I, I i have to say it i know it goes without saying but the caveat of you know if it's safe to do so and safe to carry on this is good news for liverpool isn't it yeah absolutely and i think to be fair I, I, do you know what i think is a great thing for us when football does resume the fact that we are so far clear in the points but in the in the points in terms of where the points are to just crack on because i think if it was close your Reds could completely go by this whole situation two, three mm. months without football and there's only six points in it and another team now feel like they've got a chance because we RI could have been completely off the ball. The fact that there's so much of a cushion, hopefully knowing that we're going to finish this season as a season regardless, we'll just put the players back in that mode, right? We've still got to prepare for the next eight, nine games, get these done and then we'll have a, a moment where we can actually take a breath and collect everything that's happened over the last 12 months because it might be 12 months by that time and you know regardless of the football I think that's one aspect 
the, the lives have been upside down in the last 12 months. They'll have been on such a high coming out of, you, you know, Madrid. All of the summer would have been a great atmosphere, great vibe. They've been really working hard all season. And then coming into the new year thinking, you know, the inevitable 30-year wait was all, all almost pending the over to just, yeah, into, into the unknown. It's ridiculous. Where, where do you stand on, on the behind-closed door stuff, Errol? Like, I know... I like that you mentioned there of like you know Liverpool winning the first title in 30 years and like you know it's, it feels like it could potentially be a bit of an anticlimax equally with the Champions League final if there's a team in there that, that haven't won it um, you know and they, they get there and they go oh like who, who, who do you celebrate with you know that's part of football for me is, is the emotion the celebration of, of the fans and players together but it is, again, it's the situation that we find ourselves in. It's the best of a, of a, of a bad bunch. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it is really, unfortunately, that's the situation we're going to be in. You know, even when things seem to go back to normality, given the, the fact that we're in a lockdown situation, there still might be, you know, a, a ban on big public gatherings and stuff like that for a couple of months. We just, we, we're not in a position to be able to say what's realistically going to be able to happen. So for us... You know, I think it's it's like anything. It'll just be picking it up at the right time to say, right, now's the time to go and celebrate. Now's yeah. the time to go and do something else. Uh, and that might be, you know, it might be Christmas. It might be a Christmas party or something. We don't know. But whatever the people of Liverpool end up doing, we'll make up for it in our own little way. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. Um, moving on, Premier League void ruling emerges in boost Liverpool's title chances. Liverpool will not lose out on the Premier League title uh, with the season voided, but the chances that seem slim with the EFL not in agreement. Uh, Premier League clubs will not allow to avoid the current season and prevent Liverpool from becoming champions. Uh, obviously, you know, we mentioned 25 points clear. Uh, yeah. There's a meeting on Friday and there's four clubs um, that, you know, are, don't want don't want the season to carry on. Obviously, West Ham, Vice Chairman Karen Brady opened their mouth. Um, didn't she backtrack a little bit the other day, though? Yeah, because she got loads of stick about it and she's like, oh, Whatever. I think about point gone. The other three clubs who I thought are rumoured to be in it are Brighton, Watford, and Tottenham, um, <laughs> which isn't a surprise. So I've got the league table up um, just, just to see that. So obviously Tottenham are in eighth place. I like literally fucking playing for nothing at this point. Yeah. Watford, um, relegation uh, battle still. Relegation battle. Yep. Uh, Brighton relegation battle. Yep. Uh, I knew who was the other team that I mentioned then. Brighton, Watford, Tottenham. And oh, West Ham relegation battle. So, I mean, it fucking suits their agenda to, to be able to go and do that. So it's not really a surprise. Um, <laughs> last story, Errol uh, Van Dyke drops hint to Jurgen Klopp about who his perfect defensive partnership is. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Cause I know you're not on Twitter, but he did a Q and A last night um, and answered quite a few questions. Um, yeah. But someone asked him about his um, ideal partner, um, and I think he was someone was expecting to say, you know, like a I don't know. Or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And he went with Joe Gomez, which I think was actually just a quite nice touch. Maybe not if you Joe Massive or Deja Lovren in this case. But it was a nice confidence piece for Joe Gomez. I know he's he's probably joking around and he's gotta be, you know, careful what he says, but I think it's also a nice confidence boost for, for oh, Joe Gomez. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's it's not a wild comment to be coming out with because we've seen them two as a partnership that first half of last season, how good they were and how few goals we conceded in that time. So he's probably just going back off his experiences and the people that he's he's played around played with, sorry. And on top of that, you know, you could also put the delit in that breath because he, he plays with him in, in the Netherlands, but he clearly hasn't. He sidestepped it and said, No, me club partner is is the ideal partnership for me. So clearly whatever they've got is it 
it can work and hopefully, you know, as soon as we can get back on the pitch, they will be, hopefully all of our players will be coming back in a fit shape to, to, to crack on. I suppose we've been lucky in the Allison respect as well because we've not had to hemorrhage any more games with the likes of Adrian in goal and hopefully Allison will be fit. So hopefully, you know, there'll be a few silver linings for, for individuals when this, this whole situation ends. But it is nice to see that, you know, our players are still got an arm around other lads and giving them a bit of confidence boost. Shakiri might even be fit at the point of football returns. Who knows? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll get to some of your comments and questions. We're putting you in the direction of a couple of other things. Uh, on the main Redmen channel, our, the podcast is back, an hour-long podcast. Uh, we talk a little bit about footy, some other random stuff. Um, uh, Chris and Tom had a massive debate. They played a little game. They had to take it in turns to pick Liverpool players without duplicating and create two teams of, of who would win. Uh, so go over there and check that out. The bonus Q&A is over on the website. Um, go, feel free to go and check that out as well. Um, Tom sent me quite a few comments and loads of questions. Um, high five was the wrong way. I know. I'm going to do it this way now. <laughs> did Tom, is Tom stitches up there, is he? I think he did. I think he oh, did, yeah. What a joker, right? Eh? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how was high five? 1, because it was hilariously bad. Uh, let's move on, eh? Um, I just forget that ever happened. We could edit that out. Um, Kay Brennan says storage. Storage was a weird one. Class and shit at the same time. Was he lazy or something? I I, I think I, people get frustrated with, with players they get injured. Or I don't think it's ever their wish they, they do. Obviously, he wants to play football. I think the style of football that we played changed. I think football changed slightly. At the wrong time. time. At the wrong time. I think, you know, compile that with injuries, other players coming in. And, you know, the style of play that, that, that we have, I just don't think it suited him. He's a natural goal scorer, probably one of the best finishes we've had in the club for, you know, yeah. Well, to, to be honest with you, I think, you know, I watched another podcast the other day. It was the Machin Pajax podcast with uh, Jamie Carragher. And even, you know, Jamie Carragher could said it and he's he seen it himself. It was Jamie had to be 100% broken before he couldn't get on the pitch. Mm. Whereas Sturridge was the other way around. He had to be 100% fit before he, he'd lace up yeah, the boots. Yeah. So I, I, th I think that's the thing. And I think it was probably a mentality thing with him. <clears throat> and having that mentality of... I've got to be, my body has got to be 100%. And then Klopp coming in and and having such an intense thing because there was that period of three, six months where Daniel Sturridge is probably looking and seeing other guys going off injured and having injury spells. There was fear as well. And it, yeah, through fear and just thinking, bloody hell, I don't want that to be me and I'll be out for 12 months or whatever because yeah. they're picking up little niggles here and there. And that first six months under Klopp was very intense. I think the bulk of the players that are still in the squad now have managed, their bodies have coped with that now and have, have matured through that intensity. Whereas Sturridge was never able to get on that training plan and, and stick with it really to see, to see it through. But, you know, I think he's, in terms of natural talent, I don't think we've, who else? Yeah. Suarez. Suarez is the only other one. That's, Suarez and, and, and Torres, for me, are the only ones that touch him in terms of natural goal scorers in the last 10 that I've seen before. Well, like, Suarez you know, had that thing of, like, you know, he literally had to kick him to the ground, wouldn't you, for him to, to kind of be injured. Um, yeah. But moving on anyway, Steam Somerville says, finishing the Finishing the season, uh, decision from UEFA is easy. They need to find venues away from Europe so the virus doesn't spread anymore. And this is part of the problem with the, with the Champions League stuff. And I think it goes on in the, the independent article there of the fact that, you know, it might be easy to say we'll finish the Premier League, but there's different rules over different governments in different countries of, like, A, how bad the virus is, what yeah. their rules and regulations are, what they can't do. So it might be say, OK, we could finish the Premier League, but it might be more difficult for, you know, I don't know, Serie A, La Liga, yeah, absolutely. And the Champions League to finish because, you know, it's, again, safety first. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, I think there was reported, you know, I, don't, I, I only really want to spread positive vibes, but I think there was more reported cases of potential deaths in Spain than there was in China since this whole outbreak has started. So obviously that is going to have a, you know, a detrimental impact on how La Liga can prepare and prep for the continuation of their season. Likewise, there'd be similar statistics going on in Italy right now. So that's where their priorities and concerns are. I think... I don't think there's going to be a one-size-fits-all answer for all sports, all walks of life, all countries, all governments, given the scale of the pandemic that, you know, we're just being told is happening. Ultimately, you know, thinking so myopically about Liverpool, I just hope for, you know, the whole fan base's sake and for, you know, for football's sake that there can be a resolution to it. And even if it does mean it's behind closed doors, it gives people something, you know, not the full the full fix of football and that, you know, that euphoria, but it'll still give us something. And, you know, maybe it's about the hope more than anything else at this time, just the hope of being able to see the game played again. I know that sounds yeah. mad, but I didn't think I'd be saying this two to three weeks ago and having Skype calls with you guys. So yeah. we live in it, unprecedented it, it, times. It is important. Stefan Hoffman um, concentrated at the end of the season as a festival will be an epic end and a good way to start after this crisis, in my opinion, but only when it makes sense health-wise to do so. And it kind of falls on what you've just said there. I think fine when it's helped with physically safe to do so, but also that on the balance of it, and I'm not saying one's more important than the other, but what you're on about there is like having football back and talking about it for people's mental health. We do so much in this country to talk about mental health and people have that fix of football. And I've said it loads of times and I know I'm repeating myself, but it's important to people. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's an institution. It's an institution in, 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 in British and, and I'm not saying just British society and, you know, disregarding the rest of the continent in any way, shape or form, but the, the lifestyle and the culture that I've grew up in, it's just an institution. So the sooner we can bring back the institutions that, you know, promote good positive mental health, promote community engagement, promote, you know, equality and diversity, all those things, we need them at the forefront of, of life right now. And at the minute, you know, it's on hold, but there's got to be that hope it's going to come back and it's going to thrive again. Yeah, okay. Uh, last one, Dave Elsie chats. Hi, Dave. Um, Gomez and Van Dyke, the best two going forward uh, partnership. Uh, and on the same subject, Linda Stanley says, I think him and Matic were pretty good, but Joe is the future. Um, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, yeah. Joe Gomez is, is great. I think we're so easy as, as football bands. Obviously, we're fickle, aren't we? We've one has a bad turn of form. It's like, I'll get the, get the one back in, but then quite lucky to have, I don't know, three amazing centre backs at the club. Yeah, absolutely. At least three amazing centre backs and a Dejan Lovren. <laughs> you're not sure you're not chucking him in there, everyone. Oh. <laughs> you've got a swipe at Adrian and Lovren in one show, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I love the boys. I love all the boys, man. It doesn't it doesn't matter, but I know what you're saying, you know, we, we when it comes to the the best partnership that I think especially for the money we paid, you know, if you look at them as a partnership, what how much did that cost us? Eighty mil for two yeah. players? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. And that's the future as well. We've already we're already seeing the fruits of what they can do. Champions League win last year, pending a Premier League win this season. You know, there's there's still plenty more to come from them two lads. Good. Um we'll wrap it up there. Errol, I'm going very... this way. I was gonna do both for safety. Fuck Go it, ahead. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing this again. Uh thanks very much for joining us. Don't forget to go and check out that athletic. It runs out. I think it's Thursday next week. It runs out. Uh seven day free trial, fifty percent off a yearly subscription. Uh uk forward slash redmen news. Tom will put it in the chat and the description afterwards. Errol, thank you for joining me. Uh and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.